How do I make the most out of mid-year reviews with my team and how are they different from an annual review? We will dig into the mid-year reviews and the five tips I have for you to make the most out of them on the podcast today. Come along with me. Welcome to the Sales Manager Intro Podcast. I'm Nancy Withers, and when I was a new sales manager, I was shocked at the lack of training that was available to me for managing a sales team. I created the Sales Management Mentor Podcast to equip you with management principles, strategies, and tools that work so that you can develop a great team right from the start. I'm on a mission to improve teams one sales manager at a time. If you are a sales manager or hope to be one, you're in the right place. So welcome. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Sales Manager Mentor Podcast, and I am your host, Nancy Withers. I'm so glad you are here and ready to dig into mid-year reviews with you. You might be thinking mid-year reviews aren't a big deal and that the end of the year review is where all your attention should be put, that you can just wing it and that you can check the box and move on. That is not true. According to Gallup, only 14% of employees strongly agree their performance reviews inspire them to improve. Mid-year reviews is a great time and place for you to help your team improve and build out their capabilities. Don't waste this opportunity to get to do this with your team. Before we get to the tips to make your reviews more effective, let's talk about the overriding purpose and what makes up the parts of the review. You have a great opportunity with mid-year reviews. They give you a chance to provide official affirmation, and who doesn't want that, Give feedback on areas of opportunities, which is really important for making your team better. Provide examples of their work, check in on performance, and check in on their qualitative performance, like how they build customer rapport, their product knowledge, and the the kind of qualitative things that they do in their job. This is also a great time to touch on career development if you aren't already doing that in your one-on-ones. Most reviews are done semi-annually. Some companies do quarterly reviews, and I agree that you should be doing quarterly reviews even if your company doesn't require them. A quarterly review is done in the in-between times of the more formal reviews, like the mid-year and the annual, and it's a great time to check in on review metrics, so there's time to course correct before the more formal, documented reviews are completed. That way there's no surprises when the actual reviews come. Keep in mind that the purpose of reviews is to help your team drive performance, making sure that they're hitting the annual goals, making sure they're on track to be bringing in the revenue or the margin that they're supposed to be bringing in. And then you're also supposed to be using mid-year annual reviews to develop your team, to build out their capabilities. You typically review the corporate metrics that can include performance, completed training, compliance, and performance for selling activity metrics usually tracked in a CRM. Most reviews include a color, red, yellow, green, or a number rating like one through five. So let's talk about how we make our mid-year reviews the best they can be. I have five tips that I'm going to take you through that I know will work well based on my experience with over 10 years of managing sales teams. The five tips we're gonna cover are number one, conduct them in person whenever possible. Number two, collect performance information all along the way. Number three, include areas of opportunity in their in your feedback for every single person. Number four, provide career development for the top half of your bell curve, and we'll explain what a bell curve is. And number five, follow up on next steps. 
All right, so the first tip is to have your mid-year review meetings in person, if at all possible, even if you support a very large geography. You wanna conduct these in person, not only because it creates a more serious tone, but it's also a more personal tone. Typically, your team member will be more open to feedback and ideas that you have for them when you're talking to them face-to-face. This shows your team that you're taking the review seriously and that it's a meaningful event between the two of you. There are lots of options for scheduling and booking places to have the in-person review if you don't have access to a corporate office like you're not already in a corporate office. Some of the more ideal in-person settings that you can have your reviews at is to book a corporate space within your company. So if there's a location close to you that you can book a conference room or book an office, that's fantastic. You can also book a co-working space by the hour. And especially if you're in a regional area where maybe half your team is located, you could book you know, that for half a day. On the more expensive end of that, you could book a hotel conference room Uh, even less desirable would be a hotel lobby or a Starbucks or a restaurant. You do want to make sure that the setting is private and you do want to make sure that your team member feels comfortable in whatever setting you're in. It still is very worth it to be in person, but you just want to be careful that it's a private setting. You want your team member to feel comfortable It's still very worth it to have it in person, but you just want to be careful about the setting being private and that your team member feels comfortable in it. Tip number two is to collect performance information all along the way and all throughout the year. With this, I collect customer testimonials, internal accolades. Anytime somebody internally gives a shout out to somebody on my team, I save that. I actually have a folder in my email client that I just save these email testimonials and and accolades into so that I have them all in one place so that when I go to write the review, I can easily reference them. I actually categorize them by the person's name on my team. And so I can easily just pull up the the team member's name and look for all of the, the emails or accolades that I've collected throughout the year. I also do this for areas of opportunity that I want to give feedback on. So if there's an email or a um, correspondence that happened internally, I save those as well. You do want to give feedback right away when those interactions happen, but I like to collect these if I see an overall reoccurring behavior that I want to point out more formally in the your review process. This makes it an easy way for me to remember all of the great or maybe not so great things that the team has done throughout the period. I also use this tactic with one-on-ones where I'll collect emails that have happened throughout the week that I either want to give affirmation about or I have a question about or I want to provide some you know, opportunity for improvement. Let's move on to tip number three, which is to provide areas of opportunity for improvement for every single person on your team, not just your superstars. It's easy to say you're doing a great job and thank you and your work is great and your performance is great. But in order to really improve and develop a high performing team, you need to provide that areas of opportunity for improvement feedback to every single person on your team, no matter however hard that is. This could be very specific things like I've noticed that you're not on time on a regular basis. 
I've noticed that your communication style is overly direct and it ruffles the feathers of internal resources. And it could be something as simple as I'd like to give you opportunities to provide more leadership. I'm not seeing enough leadership coming out of the way you're managing your territory. And so let's talk about how we can develop the leadership side of you. So now that we have covered tips one, two, and three, which are conduct them in person, collect performance information along the way, and include areas of opportunity for improvement for every single person on your team. It can be difficult if you're driving or walking the dog to keep track of this list. So I have put the list together for you with some examples, which you can find in the show notes on illuminatesalesconsulting.com forward slash podcast forward slash four. My fourth tip for you to support you with your mid-year reviews is to include career development. This is a big one. And you want to do this for the top half of your bell curve. And you're thinking right now, what the heck is a bell curve? I'm going to explain it to you. All teams have a bell curve. I've been managing for over 10 years and all teams have a bell curve. The bell curve is where you take your entire team and you plot them on a bell curve graph. Starting on the left side, there's 10% of your team is underperforming, 15% is below expectations, 50% of your team meets expectations, 15% above that is above expectations, and 10%, your top 10% are your super performers. I have a graphic for you that you can use as a template to map out your team. You can actually put your team members on the graph. This can help you with how to spend your time and who you need to be more proactive with for career development. You should be doing career development with the top half of your bell curve. So the 15 and 10% above the meets expectation group is who you want to be doing career development with. You want to be purposeful about career development with them so that you're developing them as future leaders. If you really think about it, you will realize you have a bell curve of performance on your team. The trick is to try to figure out, and we'll do this in a future podcast, but the trick is to figure out how do you make the most out of and develop the bottom half of your bell curve? What coaching do they need? What support do they need to help develop them? Don't worry, there'll be more on this on a future podcast. I've got you. We are now on tip number five, which is make sure you decide on what the next steps are after the mid-year review and that you follow through with them. It's really, really important to follow through on the next steps after your discussion. The next steps could be activities you need to take. It could be activities they need to take. But either way, you should be keeping track and taking notes during the review discussion so that you have the next steps documented. You want to follow through because you want to show that you're supporting your team. You also want them to see value in the mid-year discussion. You don't want to talk about all of these great things, career development, affirmation, areas of opportunity for improvement, and then have no follow-up from you after the discussion. I would put it on your calendar. Whatever the action steps are, I would put them on your calendar so that you can easily follow up and make sure that you're keeping track of all of the follow-through. So that takes us through all five of our tips for how to make the most out of your mid-year reviews. Number one was to conduct them in person. That's really, really important if you can at all do it. 
Number two, collect performance information all along the way. Create yourself a folder in your mail client to make it easy for you to collect that information. Step number three was to include areas opportunity for improvement for everyone on your team. Every single person gets an area that they can improve on. Step number four was to provide career development for the top half of your bell curve. And yes, you have a bell curve on your team for performance. I promise that you do. And step number five is to make sure you follow up on the next steps. That's really, really important or else your team is not going to see a lot of value out of the mid-year review discussions. So I hope this was helpful for you by equipping you with some tips for getting more value out of your discussions with your team. Remember that you can find all of the resources mentioned in the show notes for this episode at IlluminateSalesConsulting.com forward slash podcast forward slash four. Thanks for your time and have a great rest of your day.